Hey, Jason, did you know that AMT is much more than IMTS? Yeah, you know, Jim, most people don't realize this because IMTS is such a huge event, but IMTS is put on by AMT, and AMT is all about aligning manufacturing leaders with the future of manufacturing. So whether that's buying a new machine tool at IMTS or going to the MT Forecast Conference in order to to get a view of what the future of manufacturing looks like. Valuable information that I think I need to know. Yeah, if you're going to cast a vision for your company, which you need to be doing as the leader, you need to know what's ahead of you. You need to know what's going on in different industries. You need to know what the future of manufacturing looks like. So how do we sign up for this MT? Go to mtforecast.com and there's an early bird special until September 17th. Save $125 Right, and it's October 10th through the 12th at the JW Marriott in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. Pretty close to here. Pretty close. And as a bonus, you get to see Jim and Jason on stage. That's right. We'll be there at 6 p.m. on the opening night doing a live stage. So we look forward to seeing you. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging. But if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I am joined in our DMDII studio here in Goose Island with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Jason Zanger. How you doing this afternoon, bud? I'm doing I'm doing great, Jim. Yeah, it's a nice day out, and you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to IMTS. It's coming up soon. Yeah, we've got we've got an afternoon gig today, huh? Mm-hmm. We well, do. Well, our guest requested this, so we much obliged her because she's not only a good friend, but she's a nice person as well. So and she's in town at this time. So yeah, it's it's good to be here at DMDI. I always say that every time I walk through the front door, go through security and see all the CNC machine tool technology here, it gets me so fired up about this amazing industry that we are yeah, in. Yeah, they're always bringing something new and cutting edge to the DMDI. Just, you know, manufacturers are kind of bringing a lot of their newest equipment that's a little like leading edge that maybe people aren't ready to quite use, but they use it here to do some research on projects. And, you know, it's interesting to see some of that new equipment out there, different types of metrology equipments. And I've seen like virtual reality equipment here. I mean, it's pretty crazy what they what they bring over here to DMDII. So, Jim, you have a small job shop, right? Is I it, do. Would that be a I good do. characterization of your I, business? I think that's okay. a pretty, you know, yeah. I, and I would I know, say it's a relatively small precision machine shop. Precision machine here shop. Here in Chicago. And, and there's a lot of small precision machine shops that come to IMTS, but there's probably a lot that don't. Maybe there's they probably think a lot that, that don't, right? you know, I just, I don't, I don't really need to look at new technology or maybe they're just too busy right now. I had a gentleman that I was chatting with a little bit over Instagram and, you know, he said he wants to go to IMTS. He's just you too busy right now. Media? I was, yeah, I know. Really? I, I, go, I go there every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. You're, that's, yeah. that's not normally I, I po- what you I do. I put my head into social media every once in a while. But anyway, I was chatting with, with this guy on Instagram. He's like, I'm just too busy. And I was like, okay, I understand. But there's a lot of stuff that, a small precision machining company or a small job shop can get out of IMTS. And, you know, Absolutely. What, do you, what do you look for when you go there? What, what do you get most excited about? Well, first and foremost, innovation and how I can better run my company more efficiently and more competitively in the future. Because, you know, IMTS is only every other year. So I've got to sponge in as much knowledge in my head in that one week 
and it's got to it's got to last for two years. So it really it really does. It's a big week. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. So so AMT IMTS they really want to I guess incentify motivate the small job shop owner to really come out to IMTS and they have a new program associated with that which we're going to talk about today but actually before we go there do you have some manufacturing news I do as a matter of fact and it is absolutely crazy I was reading through my Google manufacturing news. I know you've been talking I, about. I, I know what you're going to talk how about. How I source my manufacturing news? No, no, no. News. You, you've been what talking t- about this article. You I just know. put it up on the screen here, and I, you're like a little obsessed well, with this I, particular article. Well, I never told you until now because I wanted to be fresh. Well, and you've authentic been talking about this when I tell it. So here I am. I'm 16 <laughs> years old. I'm working for the family machine shop, and I go in during high school. And my dad says, hey, Jim, see that stuff over there? Cut me some, there, there was some, like some sheets, some particle sheets. He goes, our customer needs you to cut those up, 9 by 12, 9 by 12. He gave me the sizes. And I went, I took this stuff up. I went over to the vertical bandsaw, and I cut up all these sheets of asbestos. Nothing on my mouth, nothing on my eyes, no PPE at all. So your dad was intentionally trying to take you out, huh? He didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know back then. That was in the mid-70s. And then all of a sudden, you know, the EPA starts screaming, don't even come within two inches of this stuff or else you're going to get cancer and die. And I mean, they really found out that it was bad. So I see this article yesterday that the EPA is now allowing asbestos back into manufacturing. I I about fell on the floor. I couldn't believe it. And the article goes on to say that now they're saying it's not really that bad. Well, now I, say- I don't think that they're saying it's not that bad. I think what they're trying to say is that it is bad, and they're going to selectively allow manufacturing. And they also pointed out that the United States is the only modern country to be allowing this, which is interesting. I think they, they said that for a reason. I know. It just blows my mind. It, was, it said in 1976, the, the Toxic Substances Control Act, T. SCA, which requires the agency to continually reevaluate hundreds of potentially toxic chemicals in lieu of removing them from the market or placing new restrictions on their use. The SNUR greenlights companies to use toxic chemicals like asbestos without consideration about how they will endanger people who are indirectly in contact with it. I mean, life just gets crazier every day when I see this kind of thing, and I just don't understand, and maybe this article didn't do a good job of conveying how we are going to use a toxic substance in manufacturing and keep people safe. It's kind of funny, but this reminds me of if you've ever read the packaging on a pack of carbide inserts or a carbide end mill, if you read the fine print yes. on, that, well, on, on that carbide end mill. There's got to be a disclaimer for everything, Well, right? it, it says on there, this material is known in the state of California to cause cancer. So every one of your end mills that you use yes, says I've that Yes, I've seen those, it. Jason. It's funny you mentioned that. I have seen that. And I've always questioned, I'm like, oh God, please don't let that go out in the shop. I don't want my employees to read it because... You never know what's going to happen, right? So anyway, I just wanted to bring this up. It, it really did bother me a lot. And and the only reason I'm saying it, Jason, is that when I saw that, I flashed back to 1976 as a young kid 
on the vertical bandsaw, saw cutting sheets of asbestos with no PPE at all. So I'm not well, dead Apparently, yet. this was a very traumatic experience for it you was. as a child. Well, I didn't cry, but it was a little traumatic. So, But anyway, I'll tell you what was traumatic. Last week, we did that episode with Jason from Choose Chicago, right? Right. And we were talking about all the great things that are going to go on in Chicago during IMTS and how wonderful our city is and all the great places to eat and sports and architecture and riverboat cruises. And it's endless. I mean, Chicago really is a plethora of things to do and places to go. And we, I'm going to say both of us, made mention during that episode that Chicago is a safe place to visit. And I short, lived there, so... Well, I did too at one time. I just recently moved out got back four, to the suburbs. Four kids I'm raising in Chicago. I know you are. Um, but we got an email from this gentleman by the name of Al, and he's a loyal Making Chips listener, and we thought we would address this. Al owns a screw machine company outside of the Chicagoland area here in the Midwest, and he said, well, he sent the email to you, but he said, I think you're a little irresponsible to not point out the areas where people should not go. Some type of warning about the violence in Chicago and how to avoid it would be responsible. So I want to go online right now and say, we want to be responsible and we want everybody in the metalworking nation to know that if you're coming to Chicago for IMTS, that the immediate area around McCormick Place is truly safe. I mean, God forbid something would happen during that week that would come back and haunt us. You know, there'd be an accident, but it is not a dangerous area to be in. Well, it's I, completely yeah. safe. I, I could address this. I spent 350 days a year in Chicago for the last 20 Please years. Please equip and inspire yeah, us, I'm Mr. raising Zinger. four kids there. You know, it's it's my home. It's, you know, all my friends. Are, I mean, it's just, you know, we're, we're grounded here. I live in, and when I say Chicago, a lot of people say they're from Chicago and they actually live in the suburbs or something like that. I live in Chicago. If you send me a letter, you have to address it. To a Chicago, Chicago address. Yes. <laughs> so I'm on the grid, as they would say here in Chicago. So there's a couple of things that I would say about this. A, as Jim mentioned, it is in a certain area of Chicago. It is gang influence. So there, these are gangs shooting after other yeah. gang members. And there are innocent people that are getting caught in the crossfire. It's really bad. We actually had one of the worst weekends. Whenever it gets really hot, these things happen. It was a bad weekend in Chicago. And and it really makes me sad. I mean, I like, yeah, no, you know, it it's, is. It's, it's really branding the city horribly. Yeah, it, it's, it's bad for the city. Just the other weekend, they actually had a march about half a mile from my house where they did a march LSD, on the North, Lake Shore on the, Drive. Yeah, Lake Shore Drive and near Wrigley Field. Like I live right near Wrigley Field. And just to address what are the people of, say, the north side of the city where I live doing about the crime on the west side and the south side of the city where a lot of that is going on because it really happens within like just a few block area in Chicago. So that's one thing. And, you know, I'm glad that they did the march there. It was very peaceful. There Nothing came of it. It, it probably brought some awareness to people that really maybe live in their bubble in the city of Chicago. I don't think I'm one of those people that lives in a bubble. So I'm actually going tomorrow evening to the west side of the city. My daughter is running in the Chicago Triathlon with an organization called Renew Chicago. And the whole impetus of Renew Chicago is that 
they're raising funds to give to organizations that are doing things in order to renew the city of Chicago. And so she's running in the kids triathlon in order to raise money. So if anybody wants to make a donation to her triathlon run, you know, let me know. Anyway, so we're going to the west side of the city. I'm taking my 12-year-old in the evening to that area, and we're going to a fundraising event at this organization called Breakthrough Urban Ministries. And they take people off the streets and they rehabilitate them and they try to get them into new jobs. So that's one thing. So there are organizations out there that are trying to change what's going on in the city. It's not easy. The gangs are very powerful. They're only in certain areas of the city, fortunately. Now, there's another organization which is actually near and dear to you and I because they're associated with the Technology and Manufacturing Association that Jim and I are a part of called Bethel New Life. And what Bethel New Life does is that they actually want to renew the west side of the city where a lot of these shootings are happening by educating the people of that neighborhood to become CNC machinists. Now, how cool is that? That's very cool. That's I mean, awesome. They're, what they're trying to say is we want to train There's been a the lot pe- of great success stories out of that program as well. There's been a lot of great success stories. I mean, manufacturing owners that need people that are educated, desirous to work. They they train them in the soft skills and the hard skills. So not only do they say, we're going to make you a machinist, but they also say, we're going to teach you the soft skills to operate in this type of an environment so that those people can get good jobs, bring home maybe a six-figure income and rehabilitate the west side of Chicago. Now, what they find is a lot of times people move out of the city to the suburbs, but there's a lot of people that stay as well. So those are my thoughts. Bottom line, Chicago is safe. Chicago is safe. But you must remember to be cognizant like of you your surroundings. Like you would go to any city. Any city, be you know. Be cognizant yeah. of your surroundings. I wouldn't walk down an alley at 2 a.m. anywhere in Chicago. I don't you care know. what city you go to. If you go to Toledo, if you go to Cleveland, if you go to Milwaukee, DC. if you go to D.C., you're going to find bad neighborhoods yes. in all of those cities. Yes. Just be cognizant of your surroundings. Yes. And have a great time in Chicago. The city really does have a lot to offer and it is truly a destination city. Yeah, I'm not going to draw you a map of where not to go, but you know, it it should be pretty, you know, you should be able to figure it out. Jim, the East Building has four pavilions. Tell me what these pavilions mean to you. EDM, electronic discharge machining. Quality assurance. You guys make quality parts? Absolutely. And that's a big deal nowadays, too, because everyone can machine parts, but not everybody can machine a quality part. How about controls and CAD CAM? CAD CAM is it, man. We use MasterCAM in my shop. There's many, many other manufacturers, quality manufacturers of CAD CAM systems. And there's going to be more this time around at IMTS. Very well represented, I'm sure. And then the last pavilion is components, cleaning, and environmental. Environmental, another big thing. Got to keep your shops clean. A lot of your big OEMs won't even do work with you unless you're on ISO 14001, which is environmental certification. Eat off that floor. You got to eat off that floor. You got everything's got to be 5S to the hilt. Place has got to look good. But uh, I'm telling you right now. If if you want to find out about this stuff, go to IMTS.com. IMTS. Early bird pricing is before August 10th, September 10th through the 15th. Mark it on your calendar now. So before we move on, I just want to introduce our guest, Not only is this an intelligent woman in manufacturing, but she's also our friend. And her name is Michelle Edmondson, and she is the Senior Director of Exhibition Operations and Marketing 
at AMT, the Association for Manufacturing Technology. Michelle has been there for 14 and a half years. Michelle got her BA in Human Relations, Conference Planning, Concentration at High Point University in North Carolina. Michelle, pleasure to have you with us here at DMDII. Welcome to Making Chips. Thank you, Jim and Jason. It is so great to be here. I've never been in your building. I'm so excited to be here and be where all it all happens. So it's thank you for place, having it? me. It is a sexy place. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've spent so much time together, talked so much about making chips, talked so much about IMTS, and this is the first time we've had you on the show, so it's great. I know. I'm so happy to be here. So you want to make IMTS a bigger event for the job shop, for the precision machine company like a car machine and tool. Exactly. So we at IMTS this year, we decided to do a focus. We've never done a focus before, and we decided to focus on the job shops. And the primary reason for that is that job shops as a community make up 25% of the spend in the manufacturing world. That's huge. That is and I huge. know a lot of people take job shops for granted because they say, oh, they're small. I, can't, I don't have to do, you don't have to think about them and I need to think about the big guys. But as a collective audience, they are a big guy. And we want the job shop owners to know that we do know this and we know how important they are to the industry and how big they are to the industry. So we absolutely want job shops to feel welcome and want them to feel like we know what they bring. So we started this study two years ago. So we run on a two-year cycle, as you guys know, and in 16, as soon as it was over, we started planning and figuring out what are we going to do, how are we going to do, and how can we make them important. So we went out to them. We went out to all the job shop audience that came to IMTS, and we did a survey, and we said, you know what? What keeps you up at night? How is it when you go home and you go to your shops, what makes you worried about tomorrow? And what did they say? Oh, they said. I could write a laundry list. Yeah. I could write a laundry list of things. They told us so many things. They told us the skills gap, Big um, thing. Yeah. different competition in the industry, and new products coming in. One, they can't keep up with new products. Two, and, and the supply and demand. And two, how are they going to make the new products that people want? Price pressure points, both from the suppliers on their end to keep up with the price pressure of, that the suppliers are giving them, and also the price pressure of the customers, that they the customers are saying, you need to be lower, and the vendors are saying, we need to charge more. So the price pressure is a big one. Labor, skilled, the skills gap in skilled labor was was by far number one. It, by well, far it, number it one. is a big hot button topic right now, for sure. Yeah, and training, and training and technology trends. So those were the big issues and topics that we had and that we found. So what we did was we said, okay, how can we build a program at IMTS to help you? And I'm going to speak to you, Jim, because I know you run a job shop. Yeah. So how can we build a program how to help you? How can you? Tell me. Tell me about this. It's very interesting. So we're running what we call a three-step program, if you will. So one is technology is a new product. So that was a, that was a big concern. So first of all, the IMTS exhibitor base. So we're doing talking to exhibitors. We have 2,400 exhibitors out there. So every one of them has a solution for all the visitors. So it's just a matter of finding the solutions. You know, you have these problems. It keeps you up at night. What are your problems? Make sure you know what your problems are and you bring them to IMTS and the exhibitors can help you find those solutions. So that's number one. So we have four show floors. And like I said, 2,400, four buildings, actually, five show floors. 2,400 plus exhibitors on the show floor, and they can help. We have specifically Modern Machine Shop runs a booth. It's a Modern Machine Shop Top Shops booth, and that highlights the top innovators 
of chop shops. So what what are they doing? What are the top shops doing the most innovative job shops in the country and they can go and learn. They will have sessions every day so that job shops can come in and hear what other job shops are doing and how they can learn different so, things. So a listener of make somebody from the metalworking nation can learn what does it take to become a top shop? Where is that benchmark? That's one of the things that, that they can learn at IMTS. Exactly. Exactly. So let's just say the skills gap for one thing, Michelle. Mm -hmm. How can a small machine shop owner like myself come to IMTS Mm-hmm. and enlighten me and equip me with more knowledge about resources to train future talent or train future young people. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, step For one. two. So that's step two. That's so step, step two. one is the technology and new products and the exhibitors. Step two is we have a practical learning session. So we have and just three to, days of learning. I just want to say one thing yes. because I think it's pretty I think everybody pretty much knows that if they're gonna go to IMTS, they're gonna see new innovation, automation, and technology, right? Correct. It's because gonna be a show. It's gonna be a show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the obvious thing. That's the obvious a quarter of a million square feet of right. exhibit space. So that's yes. an easy one. We all get that. I get that. That's why she mentioned it first, Jim. It is. Yeah. yeah. It the is. I want to know how being a small machine shop owner, I can go to IMTS and learn how to find candidates to be placed in my shop. Well, can you let Michelle tell us? Well, yeah. I just (laughs) want to be crystal. As always, I want to be crystal clear on the objective here. Yes. So we've added something new this year, and this is it. So you're right. We've always had the exhibits, and they were always help visitors find solutions. But step two is our practical learning. And our practical learning is we have three days of conferences just for job shops. So on Wednesday, we have a session called Uncopyable. And it's creating an unfair advantage over your competition. And that session will teach job shop owners really how to position themselves to be the best in their industry and to be the company that's better than everybody else. Yeah, because one of, one of the things you want to do, and I think, Jim, you've done a pretty good job with this, is say, I don't want to compete at the price point every time. Oh. I want to show a competitive advantage to my customers. When I say my customers, that doesn't mean every customer. Yep. That means the right customer, the customer that's willing to pay for the value that you bring to them. And and I think that's, a, that's not an easy or intuitive thing that just happens. You got to really think about it. You got to write down some ideas. You got to learn what other people are doing. And, and it's a deliberate thing. Like you deliberately separated yourself from other job shops out there so that you can deal with the type of clients that you want to deal with that sync with you. And that's exactly right. And in this session, job shop owners will learn how to show their value. So it's not just about I'm the lowest cost. You don't want to be that person out no there and, and you want to be you want to be the one that gives the best value out there and that the, and that makes the visitor see or your customer see what is the value. And sometimes you, you know the best value is the lowest cost and if you could compete at that level and you could drive innovation and technology in order to always be lowering costs cuz be quite honest we we help our clients to do that. Maybe that is a competitive advantage, you know what I mean for some people, you know what I mean, but that's a it's a lowering scale and it's hard to keep up with. So, and you know. I would venture to say, realistically, ninety nine percent of the time, that is not your not your. Value. No, you don't. You don't want to necessarily go for that first. No exactly. doubt about it. And so, in this session, they'll learn how to dig deep to find out what their value is and how to show what their value is and and stick with it. And so, that's what's Wednesday. that session is going to be happening Wednesday and Friday, eleven o'clock. Okay. So eleven you o'clock on Wednesday. 
I'm sorry? You want Jim and I to teach that? Absolutely. No. <laughs> no We're going to we, be on the Grand Concourse. We, no, we have someone teaching that. No, <laughs> yeah. it's 11 to 12. Okay. And actually, there's a book. We have Steve Miller, who works with us. He wrote a book, Cut Uncopyable, and anybody that comes to the session will get a free copy of the book as well, just as an added bonus. Great. We're buying books so for everybody coming. Wednesday, Friday, 11 to, to 12. 12. Okay. Correct. And so that's happening on Wednesday. And actually, lunch is included, so lunch will be at noon. And then there's another session on Wednesday only that covers the skills gap. So we're going to do a labor panel, and it's called the Unending Search for Qualified Labor. And we've brought in four job shop owners that can tell us what they are doing specifically at their company that make them unique to and what they've done to kind of supersede this this problem and, and not... To make them a not, desirable place to work. That's what I always like to exactly. think about. And not only that, but have helped them through this. Like we have Rick Hoffman on the panel who does a great job in the local high schools and has a great apprenticeship program and brings in different people. Julie Hoban, her company, she empowers her people a lot and, and talks to them, about, lets them go to different places like IMTS, and then they come back and have a big session. And so they... I like that we're going to be learning from our peers. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Mike Hoppers, who is great. I, I know you guys have had his daughter Cassie yeah, on here. Yeah, we know here. Cassie's daughter. And so Mike is actually turning the business over to Cassie. So he's going to talk through that piece of it. And I know a lot of job shop owners. Is that going to be like business succession? It is. Okay. It is. And Very he'll talk good. that through. Awesome. And Matt Guzay works really well with the students as well in his community. And he's going to talk a lot about what they're doing in their program. So we have those four panelists that will tell us what they're doing right now and how job shops can learn from them. Yeah. So that, that's kind of funny that you mentioned about, you know, Cassie's dad, passing it along to her as it relates to the skills gap. Because my dad, he, he always brings this up all the time. He's like, people don't want to work for me. They want to work for you. <laughs> That's what he <laughs> says to me. And I was like, oh, I'm not saying it, Dad. You are. But you're probably right. It's part of your culture. Well, that's yeah, one, that's I mean, one of you know, the things. And, and that's one of the things you need to show that you're a company that not only is energetic and thriving and young, but you have a succession plan because nobody Correct. wants to go to work for a company that they're like, is the owner going to throw in the towel tomorrow? You know, you exactly. need to show, even people exactly. that work for you need to see that there's going to be a continuation yep. because one of the main things that you want you want to have when you go to a job is to have that safety, that assurance that that job is going to be there in the future. Exactly. So that's Wednesday at what time, Michelle? Wednesday at 1245. So here's how Wednesday works. So at 11 o'clock, there's an hour long, the young copyable session. And then there's lunch that we give them with that session. And then the labor session is right after at 1245 for an hour. Okay. Is this going to be in a conference room? It will be in a conference room in the West Building. In the Mm -hmm. West Building. Okay. Okay. Is it restricted to size? Nope. We actually have a room ready for it now. I mean, but could, I'm a, not, could a thousand people show up? They could, because okay. I'm not releasing the room number yet, because if we get more room, we'll change it. But so, it's going to be in the West Building. Like, so we'll change they, room location within a week. So okay. we'll release the room within a okay. week. So what they should do, sign up for this mm-hmm. session. So you're going to go to the Uncopyable at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Yep. And then at noon, you're going to go to the Grand Concourse to watch an episode of Making <laughs> Chips. And then at 12.45, you're <laughs> going to go to the lunch. undending search for qualified labor. <laughs> right. I like that you throw that in there. But if you know 
realistically, they'll probably be eating lunch. Grab a sandwich, come watch Baking Chips. (laughs) They can come another day and watch us. Yeah. All right. So that's on Wednesday. And then on Friday, Uncopyable will happen again. Oh, so it's going to be a repeat. So it's going to be a repeat on Friday from 11 to 12. that's great. I love that. And then we'll give them lunch as well. Unfortunately, the labor panel won't be on Friday. That'll only be Wednesday. Oh, so they can only do the 11 to 12 and then lunch on Wednesday and Friday. Yep. But the panel discussion with the four peers talking about labor is only on Wednesday. Correct. At 1245 for what? Another hour. hour. Okay, Mm -hmm. another hour. Yep. And then on Thursday, yeah. we have a That's Top it. Shops conference. So Gardner Business Media, Modern launched, Machine Shop Magazine, Modern Machine Shop Magazine yep. launched a Top Shops conference in 2017. And it was a huge success. And we are bringing it at Time TS. And this will, just like their booth, this, is this will, like Top Chef? It is like Top Chef, yeah. but for job shops. Oh, okay. Yep. The most innovative job shops out there. Absolutely. And so they have an all day session planned and with a reception at night and it starts in the morning and it's it's going to be they have a great day of topics and they will cover every subject that we that the job shops told us that they were worried about they will have a human resources person there to talk about the skills gap and the skilled labor issue Mm -hmm. and what companies can do and give them ideas on that they will talk they will go into a deep dive into technical to talk through technically like technical operational benchmarking, so like spindle robots, more shop floor practices than right. spindle utilization. But what are some hot, cause it's still at a high level and they'll talk about additive manufacturing, workforce development and, and, and business strategies. So they have a whole day's worth of, Oh, that's an all day that's conference. An all day conference what time on that start? Thursday. Thursday. That starts at 8 a.m. Wow. Till what time, Michelle? Well, it ends with a reception that starts at 5 p.m. That truly is all day. Yes, it is an all-day conference. So wow. is this free? No. Oh, well, you so, have to pay for value, don't you? You do have to pay for value. So the Wednesday and Friday, so Wednesday sessions are each $75, but there's a $100 bundle. So if you want to go to both sessions, it's $100. And then on Friday at 75 for the uncopyable session. And you get lunch. And you get lunch with, with all of it. On the Top Shops conference, which is all day, is $450. Oh, you must learn a lot there, then. You do. You learn a lot, and there's lunch and a reception included. Could Jim even learn something from that? He oh, could, I'm but sure. I bet Jim could teach. Okay. So, well, you know what? I, I think it's really important that people in manufacturing know how important culture is. And I know I talk about it all the time, but the only way to attract new talent to your company is by really having a robust culture at your company because... The millennials just don't want to work. You want to be the desired place to work, like I just mentioned. Yes, exactly. It's imperative to run your business nowadays. If you don't have a great culture, a great work environment, you're going to have the great people leaving you to go to the the great shops, and you're going to be left with people that maybe are not your first choice. Right. And, you know, I just heard the other day, Google and Facebook are in San Francisco, and they're really culture-centric, as you know. And, you know, they're trying to feed their employees and empower their employees. And I just heard that Google is starting to buy property now in San Francisco to house their employees to pay for their housing because housing is so expensive in San Francisco now. So that just adds to the culture and just, you know, it's creating an attraction to their company. Well, it's certainly raising the bar for people to compete with them to hire those people. Right. And, you know, to elevate that too, is that 
not only do you want to be able to hire the people you want, but you want to keep them. You don't want to train somebody for two years and then have them go somewhere else. Is there anything happening on Monday and Tuesday? You mentioned Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. So we decided to leave Monday and Tuesday open for the exhibits. I mean, truly, we don't want job shop owners to miss the exhibitors. We definitely, I mean, if you come to IMTS, the exhibitors are where you want to help find your solutions to. So Monday and Tuesday and Saturday are the days to do that. Okay. And how do people register? Well, they, they register for IMTS by going to imts.com, right. but they how do they register for these job shops classes? Sure. So I'm going to tell you first to learn about more about what I'm saying. If you go to imts.com forward slash job shops, it'll give you all this information. Okay. It'll tell you in detail everything that we just talked about. But when they go to register for IMTS, they start registering. And as they're registering through, there is a specific job shop conference that they can register for each segment. They can just That's add it during to the, the normal registration process. It's during process. the normal registration process. What if they've already process. registered? Then they can go, well, they'll get a confirmation, and then they go to what's called a resource center. And that link is on their confirmation. They go to that resource center. They put in their confirmation number, and then they can, re- they can add it to their profile. They can also call our registration company and, and put it in there, which is on our website, Great. the phone number. So the other piece of this, and I know I mentioned it, is the engage part. So the lunch and learn, the lunch is on Wednesday. It comes with the sessions. And then Top Shops has a networking reception. And we are utilizing both of those events for peer-to-peer learning as well. So they're not necessarily facilitated, but you know as well as I do, you get a lot of business done in an environment when everybody has a problem to solve and a solution, and you can do so much with your own peers and learn so much about what people are doing. And we are absolutely giving the job shop owners and, and stakeholders, really, because, you know, it might not just be the owners that come. They might want to bring their VPs. They might want to bring their I was I wrote this down, Michelle. Excuse me for interrupting yeah, you. Yeah, no worries. Does the owner, does the president, CEO have to, sh- is, the, is it restricted? Could I send my Anyone sales manager? Anyone is welcome to come. Okay. Yep. You can send whoever you want and whoever. I mean, I would honestly say if they're a stakeholder, they want to come learn different things. But honestly, you never know who else could learn and who could see certain things, depending on what they have in the company. We have found at IMTS as a general whole, and this program is no different, the more people you bring, if you bring five people, you're going to get five different viewpoints. And we have many people that come to IMTS in a group. They divide and conquer, and then they come back. And some of them sit in the same sessions, and then they sit in, in a group and say, this is what I've learned. And you definitely want to bring the more people so that you can get the most out of it. So it's imts.com forward slash job shops to learn. And and you can you, register right from there. There's a register now page. Right from there. Or if you have not yet registered for IMTS, which you better hurry up. Right. Oh my gosh. It's, all, it's a few short weeks away. <laughs> they can add this conference to the cart. Exactly. And be selective just like you would on amazon.com. Exactly. See? Exactly. Love it. Love it. You mean oh, on zengers.com? That too. Can, can we do that yet? <laughs> yes, you can. Oh. I didn't know that, but that's don't, great. Don't go to Amazon. Yeah. I don't order end mills, but... So can I tell you about one more thing? I would love to hear more. So one of the things that we're doing, and ESOB, they're a sponsor of this program, and they feel very valuable. They are donating a welding and cutting garage shop package. So in the package is a Sentinel A50 welding helmet, a thermal dynamics Cutmaster 60i hand plasma cutter, a... Victor Journeyman Edge 2.0 gas outfit and one welder, and they can choose. The cool. the, the, the company can choose. And that's a, that's a nice package. Exactly. And all you have to do, you have to come to one of the conferences and you get a ticket. 
And then you take it to the ESOP booth and the drawing will be on Saturday. Fantastic. Do you have to be present to accept the gift? You do not. Okay. You do not. So you can get a ticket from any of the conferences we talked about and you can get a ticket from the ESOP booth, but you have to take your ticket and, and you get a ticket from each one. So the more you go to, the more entry tickets you get. And then you take it to the ESOP booth and enter your ticket in. Yeah, and as a bonus, you can wear that welding helmet on Halloween, and you could be like a Star Wars fighter pilot. I'd Absolutely. Love, I'd love to see you wear one of those <laughs> welding helmets. Well, anyway, Michelle, this sounds great. No, really, I, who whoever thought of this was really thinking outside the box, because at the end of the day, if you're getting our attention, you're getting us to IMTS to learn and equip ourselves with more innovation, automation, and to run our shops more efficiently exactly. with the technology, why not? dovetail that and equip us with more other information that's going to help us run our businesses just a little bit better. Exactly. And that is always our goal. I mean, always our goal at IMTS is that people leave so that they can run their businesses better. There's no other purpose to have IMTS is so that people can run their businesses better. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. We appreciate you coming all the way from DC and coming to DMDII and sitting down and recording with us. And Thank uh, you for having me. It was a pleasure. So Jason, what do you think about that? I think it's great. I, I actually, I would love to go to one of these events just to, you know, see it from the perspective of making chips and be able to go to my clients and say, hey, you you need to go, you need to learn these things. I mean, people come to me with a lot of their struggles and all those same things that, that Michelle mentioned. That's what everybody's talking about. So I love that IMTS is doing something proactive in order to help the metalworking nation. Absolutely. And I'm all for it. And I think that you should become a top shop, Jim. Get on that. Yeah. I'm let's talk I'm, tr- to, I'm trying. Let's talk to Pete Zelensky about that. I will. I will. Pete, if you're listening, we need to talk. Anyway, as we always say at the end of our show, bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day whirlwind of urgencies, the pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. It is possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips. Do you think Google would house me, my wife, and my four kids? I doubt it. No? They I don't, don't have those kind of places no, there? No, no, no. That wouldn't be good. Well, I wouldn't meld with the uh, with the 22-year-olds. <laughs> have a baby crying in the, in the room next door. 